Raiders Daily with Jason Martinez. And welcome to episode two of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides, uh, your daily dose on demand of Flyers news, information, and more. And if you missed the first episode, you can go back and check that out. Uh, we'll be giving you these every day. Uh, so make sure you follow, you subscribe, you leave us a rating and review. You check it out every day. It'll be there in your queue, ready to go for your drive the next morning every day uh, to get you ready for this day in Flyers uh, hockey, and we'll give you all the details of what's going on. We will give you interviews with players. We'll give you interviews with coaches. We'll give you uh, talk to front office people, Chuck Fletcher, and give you total Flyers coverage when you want it, when you have time, on demand, whenever you need it. So check out Flyers Daily every day throughout the season. We're bringing you tons of great content. Um, hit me up on Twitter, at Jason Mert. If you have questions for Flyers Daily or Flyers Fix, check out that podcast as well. That's a long-form version that we're going to do every 10 to 14 days. Uh, it'll be about an hour long. Flyers Daily is just going to be a daily dose, everything encapsulated into one. We'll give you game previews on the day of games. We'll give you game breakdowns the day after games and tons more in between and during all of that as well. So make sure you check this out daily, and we appreciate you checking it out here uh, at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com and all over the different uh, formats that it's being distributed on, whether that's Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever it is. Uh, nonetheless, just enjoy the content, interact with it as well. It is Wednesday in just a couple of days. Flyers will be back on the ice and ready and playing some hockey against the Penguins. That is Friday. They'll actually be back on the ice coming up tomorrow, uh, getting ready for practice, and then they'll head out to Pittsburgh tomorrow afternoon. Uh, but with this bye week and with the all-star break combination here, the nine days off for the Flyers, it's given us a little bit of an opportunity here to deep dive into some of the, uh, the reasons why the Flyers are where they are. And it's a really interesting question. It almost begs to, to be answered is um, where they are right now is significantly better than where they were last year at this time. Um, they have 12 more points right now than they did at this time after 50 games last year. They're on a pace for 98 points, which is 16 more than they got last year uh, under Dave Hackstall, Ron Hextall, and also Scott Gordon as the interim coach where they got hot for a period of time. Um, so they're in a much better position, but in a way, it almost doesn't feel that way because they're still on the outside looking in. They're in the sixth spot in the Metropolitan Division, but the Metropolitan Division is unbelievable when you consider that the Caps lead the NHL, the Penguins with 67 points, Islanders with 63, Columbus with 62, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes with 61, and the Flyers with 60. Through 50 games, you're on a 98-point pace, and you're sixth in your division. It's pretty stunning, and you consider the fact that the Flyers, with those 60 points in 50 games, if they were in the Pacific Division, even with the win last night that Vancouver got back from their break at home over the St. Louis Blues, they'd be tied for the top spot in the Pacific Division. Yet in the Metro, they sit in the sixth spot. So how do you evaluate how they've done so far this year. Well, I'll go back to what I just said. And one of the evaluations, and you look for incremental improvements in teams. And the Flyers, like I said, and I'm citing a Sam Carcitti article that he wrote uh, in regards to uh, Elaine Vigneault and how he's pushed the right buttons this year. He wrote this back uh, on the 24th of January. And the Flyers at the break are 12 more points than they did at this time last year. And I've talked to Sean Couturier about this and uh, a couple other players recently about how at this point in the season, 
they don't need to go on some incredible 12 out of 14 games, 12-1-1, or something like that just to get back into the mix. And then by the time you get back in the mix, you're gassed and you can't sustain. That's what it's been the last couple of years. This time, they're right there in the mix, albeit one point out. They're right there with, I think, a 14... Uh, games left in their division, 16 home games, 16 road games the fi- for the final 32 and the push to the playoffs. But under Vino, they're 12 points better this year at this time than they were last year on a 98-point pace. They 16, I mean, they had 82 points last year. So this is a, a big improvement, but is it enough? And combined, is it enough being a member of the Metropolitan Division and the Eastern Conference to get into the playoffs? That's the big question. That's ultimately how a lot of fans will judge the Flyers. Did they get into the playoffs or did they not get into the playoffs? They're 15th, about the middle of the pack in goals per game, 3.06. That's a similar number to last season. They finished 18th in the league last year, 2.94. They've kept a lot more pucks out of their net. But really one of the big things that they got to do better in this second half, if they want to solidify that position, is they got to get significantly better on the road. They're 10, 13, and 2 on the road. The numbers and the goal differential on the road as compared to home are stunning. It's a Jekyll and Hyde team. Uh, their effectiveness at home, where they've only lost four games in regulation, 17-4-4 record at the Wells Fargo Center, as compared to that 10-13-2 on the road. Look, the home ice advantage in the NHL is not that dramatic, <laughs> all said and done, and that's a big dramatic difference between success at home and lack of success on the road, so they got to figure that out. Now, also, when you look at some of the things that the Flyers are dealing with in the second half, and they're going to be dealing with all those, as I mentioned before, all these games in the division, that's a great opportunity, but at this point in the season, when you get to those final 30 games, final 20 games, trade deadline time and push to the playoffs, you see so many more of these games go into overtime. Now, we've seen a lot already. But you're going to see even more as teams look to just bank the point and then try and get the second point. It's one of the reasons why I'm advocating for change in the way this league scores or or gives points to teams for wins, losses, and, and overtime losses and overtime wins and all this stuff. Um, it would get more complicated, but this system right now, I don't love the way it works, especially in the final eight minutes of a game that's tied. And a team, with, both teams will just kind of sit back and say, all right, we'll collect the point. We'll make it a three-point game. Now, the three-point game makes it more difficult for teams that are chasing to catch up when even in a loss, especially if two division teams are playing each other, say the Islanders are playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. The worst-case scenario for a Flyers fan that you want to see in that game is it go to overtime. One team gets two. One got one. Three points were awarded when only two should have been awarded. That does not help at all. So that's one thing to keep an eye on here down the stretch. Uh, Games going to overtime and your ability for you to A, if you get a loss, to grab a point, and then B, for the teams that you're chasing to not have three-point games. Um, One of the other things to keep an eye on here this season, too, and it's really interesting, is Ivan Provorov's coming up to his 300th straight NHL game. And what a warrior this guy's been. We know back in 2018, Ivan Provorov had uh, that final game against the Penguins when they lost in six, and he had a grade three separated shoulder, and he played that game. That he Earlier this season, had a really bad flu or sickness, played that game. And he plays a ton of minutes. He leads the Flyers in ice time, and he's one of those guys, his, his ability to uh, recover, on the bench after long shifts and get right back out 
And you see, look, he's not the only one in the NHL, a defenseman that does that. He's a six foot one player, 200 pounds, in tremendous shape. He plays all situations. He's leading the team in power play goals. He's their number one defenseman against the top units of the other uh, of the opposition. He plays penalty kill and he leads the team in, in minutes. Right now, 24.54 minutes a game. So 24 minutes and 54 seconds a game. He's got a plus one so far this season, and he's played 1,245 minutes. Now, that's eighth in the NHL, and actually the guy that's leading the league is another 23-year-old in Thomas Shabbat in Ottawa. He's played upwards of almost 30 minutes a game on a bunch of occasions this year. Um, Drew Doughty still at the top at 30 years, uh, number two spot at 30 years old. Uh, Roman Yossi from Nashville is up there. Chris Letang, Oscar Clefbaum. It's like the usual suspects here. Seth Jones, Ryan Suter still doing it at 35 years old. He used to play 29 minutes, so his ice time is down. Uh, but John Carlson and Brent Burns with uh, are 9 and 10, and Ivan Proveroff, 8th in the league. Now, the other flyer defenseman, now his partner, Ivan Proveroff's partner, Matt Niskanen, at 33 years old, is playing 21-49. Sandheim, another 23-year-old, playing over 20 minutes, 20 minutes and 9 seconds. When Shane Gostisbehere has played this year at 26 years old, 18-21, Justin Braun, Phil Myers, and Robert Hag as well. Uh, but look at the plus-minus on Phil Myers, by the way, a plus-16. Unbelievable number uh, for a young defender. Uh, but that being said, Ivan Provorov closing on in on 300 straight games in the NHL. And that's a tremendous, tremendous way to start your career uh, for a young defenseman that plays really hard minutes. All right, Flyers will be back in action coming up on Friday when they take on the Pittsburgh Penguins, get the unofficial second half of the season underway. This has been Flyers Daily. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your hockey as we get ready for the second half of the season for the Philadelphia Flyers.